Talk Radio 96.7. Let's talk a little sports in the Ozone. Yeah, Ronnie O and Coach Joe warmed up, ready to go. The Ozone brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash. And by Going 406, letting you swing for the fence. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe here in the Ozone, taking names and kicking posteriors. Give us a call, 682-1430 at 682-1430. Or if you're technologically inclined, you can reach us at ozone at hallradio.net. That's ozone at hallradio.net. Well, if you like football, a lot of it coming up this weekend right here and also on WONN, Florida State is going to travel up to Chestnut Hill on Saturday where they'll take on Boston College. Kickoff is at noon 10 a.m. pregame. That'll be right here on 96.7 WLKF. The Gators are going to travel out to Columbia, Missouri to take on the Missouri Tigers. 4 p.m. kickoff, 1 o'clock pregame, and that's on WONN 107.1 FM and 12.30 a.m. The Bucks are going to host the Giants, not on Sunday, but on a Monday night game. 8.15 kickoff, 7 o'clock pregame. And you can hear that right here on WLKF 96.7. Coach Joe, Shohei Otani, AL MVP, and he won it unanimously. 46 home runs, 25 stolen bases, and 130 innings pitched, 3.18 ERA, 156 Ks. You haven't seen anything like that since Babe Ruth. Bryce Harper won the NL MVP. All he did was 309 batting average and 35 home runs. So I don't even know how he was on the team. Man, we have are lucky in this generation to have some transcendent players. Uh, we've talked about Otani a lot, who's incredible. I mean, I've in my lifetime, and uh, I've been around not quite as long as you. Obviously, yeah. you, you you know you grew up watching Babe Ruth, but that's <laughs> right. But I've been Babe around, and I went to high school together. Yeah, but I've been around long enough to have never seen any anything quite like Otani. And Bryce Harper is an amazing talent, and he's he's succeeded greatly. Uh, uh, at Washington, you know, and now uh, now with the Phillies, and he's uh, he's he's terrific. I mean, these are really great players, and uh, I even have to give a shout out to Freddie Freeman of the World Champion. Ugh, I hate saying that <laughs> Atlanta Braves, a Marlin killer, <laughs> but finally he gets a World Series title, and uh, he's a he's beloved uh, player for the Braves. Plays first baseman, just one of those players who's really good day in and day out, and it's it's no. Uh, wonder that he he performed well in the in the postseason. So a lot of great things. And if there's a baseball season next year, we'll have fun watching them. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll have to keep I, track of that. You know, you make all that money. Come on. You know, the owners are making a lot of money. The players are making a lot of money. Quit your griping. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the what the dispute is about. Uh, the only thing I know is the uh, collective bargaining agreement's about to expire, and there's apparently no agreement at all. And there could be a showdown, but but the good news is, it is in fact there's likely to be a showdown. But the good news is it's all going to happen in the off season, and they'll work it out in time for the regular season. I think uh, you and I have uh, uh, been around long enough to certainly remember 1994 when, and they don't want a repeat of that where it's part of the season basically stopped and it got canceled and there was no postseason and that that was a disaster. Even in 1981, at least. They had to divide the season up because there was a two-month strike in the middle of the year, but they still managed to get the season in and get a a winner. So you can't have that. Baseball 
you know, needs to have a season. And they'll work it out eventually. They always do, but it's going to be ugly. It's going to be a long, cold winter in Speaking baseball. Of money, have the people at Michigan State lost their minds? Yes. You know, Mel, no, I don't know. <laughs> Mel Tucker, you know, he's done a good job there. All right, they're nine and one. They beat Michigan. I understand that's a big deal. But Mel Tucker is 16 and 13 as a head coach. They're proposing a 10 year, $96 million extension for the guy. I mean, he's, he's not proven. I mean, obviously, whoever is behind that financially said, do it. I've got the money and I love Michigan State so much. We'll do it. That's crazy money for a guy that's really unproven. Well, why would they do it is uh, is the question of the day. And, and there's LSU. A, there's a simple reason, <laughs> right? LSU is a shark in the water right now, and they're they're got an open checkbook, and they're ready to see who wants a, a you know a truckload of money backed up into their yard and dumped let, under their lawn. Let me ask you this: the state is broke. The school doesn't have enough money to run some of their classes, but they've got enough money that they're throwing $12 million at football coaches. What, what's going on there? Where are our priorities? Well, where do you think that money's coming from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, the football program takes care of itself. They've got, yeah. their, they've got the necessary funding and backing for that that, uh, that dwarfs what, uh, <laughs> what an entire state can raise for its uh, government services. Uh, and that's just the way it is at LSU where they can do that. And they're looking hard at Jimbo Fisher. And Jimbo Fisher said, thank you very much, uh, Texas A&M. What? More money? Uh, thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> and the coaches are smart enough to know that right now, right now, uh, and we're going to actually talk, uh, talk to our guest Pete in a little bit about um, how many possible coaching movements can go. We could talk all day about the the old coaching carousel. But right now, there's just a handful of hot names that that uh, boosters and fans are desperate for their teams to hire, so that'll make them happy for about six months, and, yeah. <laughs> and then they'll realize yeah. that uh, that they have other problems, and they'll be looking to get rid of them. Uh, you, you know, speaking of that, by the way, uh, Ronnie, the Washington coach, he got fired too, and he's he's only had 13 games. You mean Jimmy Lake? Jimmy yeah. Lake, yeah, he got fired after 13 games. You know, the Washington's struggling. I think they lost to Eastern Montana or yeah. <laughs> Montana or well, something like that. He pushed a player on the sideline, I think, was one of the things that hastened his dismissal. Well, that, that and the fact that they've been losing. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that, that's always the bottom line. <laughs> he could, you could take a, you could take a club to a player if you're winning. <laughs> you know, that's so funny. Hey, he's got a that. helmet on. He's fine. That's right. <laughs> I remember when uh, Notre Dame fired Charlie Weiss and Jack. Swarbrick, their athletic director, you know, he was announcing this at a press conference, and he said, I want you guys to know Charlie Weiss won a national championship. We graduated more players than anybody in the country. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, Jack, you are such a hypocrite. So what you're saying is we don't care about that academic stuff. <laughs> you went 4-8, and eight, you get fired for that. You can graduate all your guys. They can all go to med school. They can all be neurosurgeons. But if you don't win ten games, you're gone. You know they pay coaches like Mel Tucker ten-year uh, contracts worth a gazillion dollars, but they don't do it so that he can produce great medical students. That's right. 
they want they want they want guys who send people to the hospital, not take care of them. <laughs> you got that right. Somebody said one time. They said, you know, the reason for that is you couldn't get a thousand people to go out there in that stadium and watch them cure cancer on Saturdays. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone on Talk 1430, Talk 96.7 WLKF. Hi, this is former NFL player and former Gator Trace Armstrong. On with Ronnie O and Coach Joe. In the Ozone. Talk Radio 96.7. Brought to you by Going 406, letting you swing for the fence. And by Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash. You know, throughout the history of mankind, there have been a number of great inventions. Fire, the wheel, the NFL Red Zone channel. The television remote. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we're going to add something to that. The Twitter site, Twitter page, at Board Geniuses. If you love college football, and I know if you're listening to this show that you do, <laughs> you're going to be very interested to hear from our guest here tonight in the Ozone, Pete the inventor of At Board Geniuses, is joined us here in the Ozone. We're going to talk about exactly what this is and why it is so awesome. Pete, thanks so much for joining uh, Ronnie O and me, Coach Joe, here in the Ozone. We appreciate you joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, At Board Geniuses, I'm going to let you describe exactly what it is because I've only known about it for a few days, and I think it's just awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh I, I suppose you could uh, call it the the best of uh, college football message board posters. Um, the best and, I guess, the the worst I did <laughs> exactly. uh, in, in college football. But uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, just generally a taste of what all college football fans are thinking and feeling and the way they process emotions and things like that. It's a... Uh, it's pretty fun. You know, the, for as long as there's been an Internet, there have been message boards, places, fan sites of the different teams that, that fans go to to express their opinions, generally negative, uh, about generally about bad things about the, whoever's the coach and good things about right. whoever they want to be the coach. And especially this time of year, as we get past Halloween, there are, in fact, it started even earlier this year with the signing date being in December. It always starts a lot earlier than it used to. But, uh, I mean, Clay Hilton was fired the, the second week, and we just had uh, Jimmy Lake fired at Washington. Uh, uh, Ed Orgeron at LSU is, is, is on his way out. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of activity on those webs, websites, but also on some where the coaches should be pretty stable, like Texas A&M. What, what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, it's a wild season. It's hard to even keep, keep up with it. But, you know, still you got – um, Oklahoma, LSU fans worried about losing, or excuse me, uh, Texas A&M, Oklahoma worried about losing their coaches. Ole Miss uh, worried about losing Lane Kiffin. Baylor worried about losing Dave Aranda. So it's fun to go on the websites and you know see how uh, different uh, fan bases process that and try to justify to themselves why their coach isn't going to leave <laughs> and why he loves being where he's at because his family loves it or because they're going to pay him more because the other schools uh, aren't quite as good. Now, whatever it is, it's it's an entertaining time, that's for sure. What made you decide to, to do this? Because basically what you, have, what you do is it's very painstaking work. You've got to um, cull through all of these different message boards, and then you post on Twitter on your uh, at Board Geniuses, 
you you post the the stuff that's gold, stuff that is funny or, or awful or hilarious, and uh, it's amazingly entertaining. Yeah, I mean it's it's maybe not as difficult as it sounds because you have a general idea of you know each fan base's temperature, right? If if Ohio State beats someone by fifty points, there's probably not going to be much uh, to complain about on their message board, but. You know, if Oklahoma only beats Kansas by a touchdown, then, um, you know, you know that's a good place to visit because you're probably going to see some emotional stuff. Or if Texas loses to Kansas. You know, you know where to go to find the good stuff because of that. Um, you know, Miami and Florida, that's always a good place to go uh, right now um, <laughs> to find some good stuff. So, yeah, I mean – I generally have a, a good idea where to go to find some good stuff um, based on what's happening. Um, so it's not as painstaking as one might think. Uh, Pete, this is Ronnie Ocean. Um, uh-huh. You know, way back before Twitter and all of this, my son and I were going to a Gator game in Nashville uh-huh. to see Florida play Vanderbilt. And it happened to be the same weekend as Auburn, Alabama, which I think is the most intense rivalry in all of sports. Uh-huh. And the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, this was back in the days when if you flew out of Florida, you were going to go through Atlanta. So we got an Atlanta Constitution, and there was a whole page in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution of Alabama and Auburn fans just, you know, saying the worst possible things they could say about each other. And I think it was an Auburn fan talking about Alabama fans, and the letter said something like, them bammers ain't nothing but spam sucking trailer trash. And I'm thinking, man, that's about as low as you can cut somebody without really cursing. And so the internet is kind of taking it a step further in that you've got anonymity now and people will say things that get you punched in the face. And since we're in Florida, give us your best or worst Miami and FSU post that you've found. The FSU one that comes to mind, gosh, I wish I could remember the exact words, but it had something to do with Mike Norvell being a degenerate gambler and a sex addict <laughs> or something along the lines of that, which obviously is not true. Uh, but um, that one that one was one of my favorite ones. It's it's up on, uh, on the Twitter page somewhere. I'm sure you can find it. Man, for Miami? Oh, well, I saw this of... one from two days ago, Pete. I saw this Miami one where uh, one Kane fan offered up his uh, wife's twin sister for Lane Kiffin. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. There was a while back where they were ready to give up everything for you, Freeze. And, uh, that was earlier in the year. They've kind of moved on from you, Freeze, to Lane Kiffin. But uh, that was a big name earlier. <laughs> Mainly because they thought he could cheat enough to uh, oh. put him where they needed to be. <laughs> Pete, we had uh, a long way back, we had the legendary Irk Russell on. And Irk Russell uh-huh. used to tell a story about a college that hired a coach, and they said, Coach said, we're behind you, win or tie. And that's pretty much, it sounds like that's what you're following, that when somebody loses, especially if you have a heartbreaking loss like Miami did to FSU, that's where you know to go, isn't it? Oh, oh, for sure. Um, for example, when Oklahoma lost uh, last <laughs> week, I mean, they're ready to fire Lincoln Riley right on the spot. Now they're worried about losing him. <laughs> but they were, uh, they, I mean, they had the pitchforks out. They wanted him gone. Um, guy loses one game in, what, two years? <laughs> so, yeah, 
Uh, Pete, you know, we want to talk a little bit about the Gators situation because Dan Mullen's uh, support is crumbling even as we speak. Uh, the message boards are probably heating up. I see one post you put here a couple of days ago where, where, where Gator fans are wondering if they can get Rex Ryan, John Gruden. <laughs> that would be John Gruden. That's a real good one. And, yeah, those are funny ones. And Lane Kiffin. Again, it's, everybody wants Lane Kiffin. It seems like that. And uh, there, I saw something from like somebody claiming to be a Bull Gator insider saying the, the noise is getting louder in the room for Lane Kiffin. How, <laughs> have you ever come across something that like, hey, maybe this guy knows what he's talking about or, uh, or maybe uh, like when uh, Dan Mullen fired the uh, – a defensive coordinator and the offensive line coach a couple of weeks ago. Did anybody on the message board? I mean, they're always calling for it, but did anybody uh, predict it uh, like, our own, like our own Ronnie Ocean did? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean the Florida guys have been predicting. I think uh, those guys to be fired for uh, quite some time. I don't know if it was prediction or just hope, um, but I mean they've been talking about it for quite some time. Some, you know, on the board, you can always get a sense for somebody who maybe has some legitimate information by the way the other posters treat him on the board and the information that he gives. Um, but I haven't come across that on the Florida board. Uh, there was someone, believe it or not, on the Oklahoma board once that uh, predicted Gary Patterson's retirement like two days before it happened. Um, so sometimes there are people that actually know, but that's probably one in, you know, a thousand posters that actually uh, have legitimate information. I, and the uh, so the consensus is that LSU is going to hire Mel Tucker unless they hire Jimbo Fisher. Although Lane Kiffin's interested, <laughs> <laughs> is well, uh, I can't put my finger on that one. That 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 is that is that is crazy. I guess I guess the fans can be all over the place. It, it's just funny just looking at just the last couple of days of, of posts, and there there there's. Guys that come out and and say we it's in the bag or we where they they give you f- flight information. There's one thing here. Done deal. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the phrase usually. Oh, uh, it's it's yeah. They had I mean they had Jimbo Fisher being a done deal and then Lincoln Riley was a done deal and now you know uh, Dave Aranda appears to be the done deal. Um, but USC fans also say that Dave Aranda is a done deal there. So you know I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, Pete, um, I, I just want to say that uh, you're like us. You're like Ronnie and me, and uh, we have this this talk show that we do once a week, and we, we do it as a labor of love, just like you do message board geniuses as a labor of love, and, and we appreciate you joining us. At Board Geniuses is the Twitter handle. That's at B-O-A-R-D-G-E-N-I-U-S-E-S. And uh, you're also available on Instagram. Is that right? Yeah. Same uh, same handle, I think. And uh, and also com, And I love this hashtag, fire everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that seems to be the go-to after, after they lose the game. Exactly. Fire everybody and start over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody's safe anymore, although not this this latest uh, thing he posted about the Canes being ready to offer $15 million to get Nick Saban. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> we will give you <laughs> full credit too, if that right? if that actually happens, Pete. Pete, we hope you can join us again on the show. Um, uh, as uh, you know, especially uh, this time of year with college football. Do you are you going to continue this in basketball season or throughout the off season in football? Yeah, yeah. It obviously won't be quite as uh, emotional during basketball season, but yeah, uh, we'll keep it rolling. You know, it sounds like what you do 
could be addictive. Is there a Betty Ford clinic for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is, I admit. But uh, I might need to have you refer me out somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Well, when, if we steal any of your posts and use them on the air, we'll give you full credit, Pete. We promise. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. Hey, man, thanks for joining us. We hope you can join us again sometime. And keep keep it up. This is truly amazing. I think you've got about 20, 25,000 followers now on Twitter after starting from scratch a few months ago. I think it's like 32. Wow. Wow. I'm not to brag, I think it's like 32. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I'm one of them. <laughs> Just, hey, how well, many followers thanks, have you got since what time is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that, it's It's been an absolute joy talking to you, Pete, and we hope you can join us again here in the Ozone. And thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Yep. Uh, thanks, gentlemen. Thanks. That's our man Pete of Board at Board Geniuses and messageboardgeniuses.com. Join us in the Ozone. That's amazing stuff. And uh, we're going to have more amazing stuff coming up after Kim Commando in the Fox Business Brief. Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. <laughs> Talk Radio 96.7. Talking to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. Brought to you by Going 406 of Lakeland. And by Allied Scrap Processors of Lakeland. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. Man, that, that was awesome. That guy Pete with um, the uh, geniuses, what what they call it? Board the, geniuses. Board geniuses. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I mean, people, it's kind of like Feinbaum. You know, Feinbaum, he doesn't know much about football. You know, somebody will call in and they'll say, uh, Paul, what do you think about Arkansas's chances this year? And he'll deflect it and say, what do you think? Because he doesn't know. But what he does do well, I mean, when you've got that platform, you can get any guest you want. They want the exposure. But you know, it used to be he had a lot more colorful callers that called in all the time. But he just sits there and answers the phone, basically. I mean, he makes a heck of a lot of money to do that. I um, wish we could get more callers like that. You know, we were talking about some interesting stuff The some odds have been put out by Las Vegas. The next NCAA coach to be fired or resign. And Dan Mullen is 7-2. to two, Manny Diaz, 9-2. to two, Steve Sarkeesian, 11-2. Now, this guy's in his first year. Scott Frost at Nebraska, 15-2. to two, Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech, 8-1. to one, Jeff Scott, South Florida, 8-1. to one, Ken Niamatololo at Navy, 10-1. to one. He ought to be about... Um, he should be even money because Ken Niamatololo, the athletic director, fired his offensive coordinator, and Niamatololo hired him back yeah. as his quarterback's <laughs> coach. So if you're not winning, I mean, if you're still winning, you beat an Army 14 years in a row, you can get away with that. You're not going to get away with that now. Navy has struggled, though, this year. But, you know, uh, Jeff Scott is a good coach, and South Florida was a huge reclamation project. I think they have a very good chance of beating UCF, which would obviously – uh, make sure that he's back next year. But I think either way, uh, I think Jeff Scott's back. Uh, that quarterback, McLean, is good. He is. He Man, is. he's fast and he's got a good arm. Oh, yeah, they're scoring points against Cincinnati, against Houston. Problem is they can't, couldn't stop them. They're giving up too many. Uh, sound familiar to Gator yeah. fans? <laughs> Here's a guy I can't believe is still there, Dino Babers at Syracuse. You know, I'm surprised he's still there. Neil Brown at West Virginia, they thought I was going to be a good hire, and it hasn't been. But, you know, you just – you don't know. I mean, you really, you really don't know when you hire a coach. It's a crapshoot. And, I mean, it's such a great gig. 
because, I mean, imagine in your job and said, you know, Joe, you really stink. And here's $12 million that you'll go away. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you if, if that happens, right? Well, you know, there, there's, there's not a lot of incentive to succeed in that situation, yeah. except the money's even bigger. And, and what happens is, like we were talking about with Mel Tucker, is if you— if you have any sort of success at all, and, and he's done a good job this year with Michigan State, although you're right, his overall record is average. I think, uh, but by getting off to a good start like that, and given the competition for coaches now, because everybody's looking for the next big thing, everybody's in, if, if their guy is only okay, it's not good enough. They got to be the next. Uh, with championship-winning coach, and there's only like five of them active right, right. now. So there's not that many. So what happens is now they're in demand, and now here come the— and agents. Yeah, and now, well, the coach like Mel Tucker's going to sign a 10-year contract with an enormous buyout. Now he's got money and security. And if he's only an okay coach, then he's going to regress back to the mean. You know, and it, and a lot of Gator fans are saying, well, that's what's happening with Dan Mullen. You know, he came in with Michael Wayne's players and— uh, he actually lucked into Kyle Trask because Felipe got hurt, yeah. and, and th- therefore that's what gave them uh, an outlier season last year. And the, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. I th- I think that's overstating it because I do believe Dan Mullen's a good coach. He's been doing it now for over a decade, and he's had a very very good record in the SEC. So he is a proven winner. But uh, what he doesn't have is a proven winning record in recruiting. And yeah. uh, it, it, in order to make the Gators above the median in the SEC, a cut above, up there in the upper echelon, the elite, like we like being, you know, where where they're, they're always in the mix every year, you, they've got to do better recruiting. And if you don't, it's going to bring you down. And some people are thinking the Gators are sinking to that level. And, and frankly, you know, the defense hasn't been good now for two years. And this is, it's, it's terrible. It's no way that we could win consistently with the defense we have. And now that we don't have that NFL caliber talent at the skill positions on offense, they are sinking like a stone. And I'm beginning to think I, these odds makers know what they're talking about. I don't, I want Dan Mullen to succeed, but here I'm analyzing here, Ronnie. And I don't think we're going to win these last two games. Hopefully we'll win at least one of them. Hopefully that'll be over FSU, but there's a greater chance that we're going to give up too many points and lose them both. And then I don't think there's any turning back at that point. No, if he loses both those games, he's going to be gone. And I'm not sure that the ice isn't even thinner than that. If you go out there and you lay an egg at Missouri, Missouri's not a very good football team. And you go out there and lay an egg, I'm not sure that that – couldn't be the the final nail in the coffin but like you said i mean there's not much hope the roster we currently have you don't have any playmakers on offense you don't really have any great players coming back on defense and the recruiting class stinks so you're going to have a transition recruiting class whether you keep him or you get rid of him and that almost writes the answer out in ink for you what you got to do i mean he has a chance to go into the portal and he's done very well in the portal but he to be able to turn that many guys in the portal, I don't know if, if he can do that. And if you're a defensive coordinator, they're going to have to offer somebody a three-year guaranteed contract to get him to come. You're not going to get on the Titanic when it's already hit the iceberg, and that's basically what you've got here. The portal is for uh, the added pieces that you need to fill to fill the to fill the gaps. You cannot build a team. Through the portal, you have to build it through solid recruiting. 
the, the portal can give you that extra piece of the puzzle to get you over the top if you get just the right player. But you cannot – the Gators don't have the building blocks in place on, on the line of scrimmage, on either side of the line of scrimmage. They don't block well or they don't tackle well, and they don't have playmakers. So you can find a playmaker or two – uh, on the, in the portal, but you can't find the five or six that you need on both sides of the ball to become an elite team. They're not capable right now of not only not capable of competing with the upper teams. Now, they're not capable of competing with the lower-ranked teams, and Missouri's a bottom dweller right now. This is That's not a good Missouri team. And the Gators at play right now, uh, at least defensively, you know, there's still some some leaders on offense, but defensively they they play like a team that's just going through the motions. I mean, they are they are playing, if possible, right now worse defense than they did last year when they when that was the worst defense I've ever seen watching a Gator team play. And, yeah, and you know we were talking about how you get information and how much of it's credible. Well, we actually did break that story on Todd Grantham, and and the reason. You know where I got that from? I had a friend who used to coach at Trinity Catholic in Ocala. And Todd Grantham's daughter went there, and he somebody told him that Grantham's daughter said, Dad's gone, and that's where we got that. So, you know, who knows what credible information. It could have just as easily been wrong, but it wasn't. Well, yeah, but, you uh, you know, we, we, you and I text on the weekends all the time while we're watching football if we're not watching it together. And uh, I can tell you this on, on that Sunday night uh, last week that uh, Ronnie texted a good hour or two before the athletic broke the story. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he knew, and uh, he texted it to, to me, the counselor, and a couple others. So we don't— you know, well, we we probably should put it on our website from now. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> the website's more for if you. By the way, it, website's more for um, broadcasts. If you haven't, if you've missed any in the last uh, few weeks, you can go on the website and you can find them there. Yeah, they're and, archived. And, yeah, they are. They're archived, and it'll be a great place to go. And Eric's going to pick a nice one out for next week, one of our best ofs, because it's Thanksgiving. And the, Eric is always good enough to give us that one Thursday off every year. <laughs> well, you know, he's such a slave driver. You know, when you're a billionaire, you know, you it, you just you don't have to be nice to people. You know, you can do whatever you want, and that's the way Eric is. Just shut up, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, when we're, when we're actually, you know, sleeping or eating or not working, he's not making money. So <laughs> it's, uh, he didn't get to be a, you know, to, to generate billions of dollars. It takes, <laughs> it takes money, the work of— money. <laughs> it's the constant work of a of of little you know worker bees like you and me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> As we well, toil away here. Let's in go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we'll have a thirty dollars gift certificate to Miller's Lakeland Ale House. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on Talk Radio ninety six point seven WLKF. This is Graham Rahal, two thousand eight St. Pete Grand Prix champion, and you're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. Ozone. That's where we are. Ronnie O and Coach Joe talking sports in the Ozone, brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash, and by Going four oh six, letting you swing for the fence. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone right now. Your dialing fingers are itching. Your stomach is growling. Because you know that $30 gift certificate to Miller's Lakeland Ale House. I'm hungry already. Oh, the Clarkster's always hungry. Don't take him with you. The Yeah. So, you know they're located at 5650 South Florida Avenue. They've got over 40 strategically located television sets. 
and Coach Joe and I might well be there Saturday, set up in there and just overdosing on college football, on watching uh, pretty much all of those 40 strategically located <laughs> television sets. Every Saturday in college football season is Thanksgiving for us, Ronnie. Oh, it is. <laughs> you know, when Eric is. is going to be at the uh, alehouse, they always ask for him to let them know in advance so that they can hire, uh, bring in a couple extra chefs That's <laughs> right. and, and order some more from the suppliers. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, if you haven't won the last six months, you have an opportunity to win that $30 gift certificate to Miller's Lakeland Alehouse right now. And here you go. Florida and FSU have played football against each other since 1958. The first six games were played in Gainesville. 1964 was the first year it was played in Tallahassee. Now, what we want to know is which team has won the most games and leads the series in Tallahassee? 682-1430. That's 682-1430. You got a 50-50 chance. So give us a call if you haven't won in the last six months. All you got to do is tell us which team has won the most games in Tallahassee between Florida and Florida State. We were talking about defense earlier, Ronnie. Uh, Samford, uh, 52 points against the Gators in the Swamp. That's the most ever by an opponent uh, for the Gators in the Swamp. And uh, the 42 points was the most they've ever given up in the first half (laughs) in the Swamp. If you're wondering, folks, uh, the Gators have one home game left in the Swamp this year. It's against FSU. It is next week uh, on Saturday. Uh, we're not on uh, on Thursday, so uh, we're gonna. I want to mention it now. The most points Seminoles have ever scored at Florida Field is 38. So we'll see <laughs> how it goes uh, when they play a week from Saturday in the Swamp. Well, I remember. I was there in 1973 when the Gators beat Florida State 49 to nothing, and it capped off Florida State's 0-11 perfect season. On their way to 20 in a row, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they had uh, Dr. Death, Daryl Mudra. You know, he's in the College Football Hall of Fame, not for what he did at FSU, but because he came from North Dakota State, and uh, he was a legendary coach that came in there. And my brother – is a pharmaceutical rep in Ocala, and Daryl Mudra's son is actually a doctor here in Florida. All right. They don't call him Dr. Death, do they? No, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Give us a call, 682-1430, if you haven't won in the last six months. This is easy, folks. It's true or false, basically. It, it, has Florida won the most games in Tallahassee, or has FSU? 682-1430. Give us a call. That's all you got to know. It's pretty easy, and you can call back. So there you go. It's always interesting when the game's in Tallahassee, except you know they didn't get to play there last year, and that's too bad because the Gators were way better than FSU last year. That would have been an extra W for the Gators, you know. And we, I thought going into this season, you know, FSU's not going to be that good. And frankly, they haven't been. Uh, but uh, the pro- what I did not expect was the Gators crumbling the way they they have. I didn't see that coming in the first half of the year. We talked about this. There was no indication that that was going to happen. But uh, right now, I'd have to say FSU is more of the favorite to win that game. Uh, yeah. And, unless unless some something clicks on this Gator team, which they have seemed to have checked out. It's really tough to watch sometimes. Oh, they really are. And we've got somebody that's hungry and thirsty with us on the line. Dave, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm kind of... De- Disappointed about the the, uh, the 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 Gators. 
Oh, you and everybody else, I'm telling you. I know. What do you think they ought to do with Dan Mullen? I don't know. I think he'll be all right if he just has the personnel to uh, to, to do it with. Well, you know, they, they fired Todd Grantham and then proceeded to have a terrible defense the week after he was gone. So I guess if it proved one thing, it said Todd Grantham is better than nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah. So, so at least he has that going for him going going forward. But uh, uh, they they have to play better defense, no doubt. Yeah, that's the problem. I'm I'm deciding on. No doubt, Dave. Um, who leads the Florida Florida State series in games played in Tallahassee? Is it Florida or Florida State? I think it's Florida. You're exactly right. Thirteen, twelve, and one in Tallahassee, and. Um, you ever been out the ale house? Oh yeah, quite quite a bit. I like their uh, their uh, lava cake. Oh Ooh, man, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, don't let Eric get within twenty feet of that lava cake, hey. or you won't get anything yeah. to eat. Yeah, I, I'll take it from him. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You, you've never seen the guy eat. He's like a steam shovel. Well, hang on the line, Dave, and uh, Eric will get your information, and we'll send that out to Ale House. You can go out there as soon as tomorrow. You'll have 30 days to claim your prize out there at Lakeland's Ale House, okay? Okay, and I want to tell, tell you have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Dave. Gene, we appreciate uh, you listening. Gene wants to tell you. What's that? Gene wants to tell you happy uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, will you give her a hug? Is Gene is Gene busy stuffing the turkey right now, or <laughs> getting the supplies, or is she there? Well, the, the turkey is still in the in the freezer yet, but we're <laughs> fixing to take it out in a day or two. Yeah, yeah. Make sure to defrost that. With Twenty-nine of pound turkey. Whoa. Twenty-nine. How many? How many? Uh, how many Eric's are you feeding? <laughs> <laughs> you must have invited Eric over for dinner. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's that's a midnight snack for Eric, a 29-pound turkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I like turkey. Uh, somebody's talking turkey. There you go. There you go. Dave, hang on the line, and Eric will get your information. And uh, thank you so much, and give Gene a hug from us. Okay. All right. One of our regular listeners and regular callers, uh, Gene has been – Named Queen of our show, and uh, I tell you, she listens all the time, and uh, man, she wins all day long. She she knows, she knows stuff all the time. We sure do appreciate our loyal listeners, and uh, it, another year, and it's Thanksgiving, and uh, I know I'm very thankful for this show and being a part of it. And thank you, Ronnie, for for inventing this show all those years ago, <laughs> you and Eric, and and uh, uh, and and keeping it going. And we look forward to another great year. I hope. I hope so, and you bring great contributions to it, and uh, really appreciate having you on, and, uh, you know, it's just brought a lot to the show. You know, on this date in 1949, Jackie Robinson won the NL MVP. He hit 342 that year. You know, he finished his career with a 313 batting average, 200 stolen bases, and uh, 1949 MVP. Uh, man, the guy was just Unbelievable. Had 203 hits that year. Um, back in uh, 1964, Orioles third baseman Brooks Robinson was the American League MVP. 
He was a two-time World Series champ, 66 and 70, 16 gold gloves, 18 All-Star games, and 23 years with the Orioles, which tied Carl Yastrzemski with the Red Sox for the longest with the one team. Let me point one. We only have a few seconds, Ronnie, but uh, it's basketball season starting. Gators win again tonight, 2-0, well, 3-0 now. Well done. Ronnie Williams died in the past week, and uh, he was there when I was in college there, the leading scorer in Gator history, and what a great guy, what a great player, and uh, we'll miss him. Yeah, he was, and uh, he played back in the day before the Gators were very good, but he was an outstanding player.